Hey guys, welcome to the Wildcard Rewind. I have stepped in for Hannah Rukun, unfortunate who is unfortunate to make it tonight. Uh, so I'll be your host again this week. Great, isn't it? Um, here we are, guys. We are going to rewind the combine. I just want to rewind to when we were young Yes, it's that woo, woo. time again. We are back. Boys on tour. Mum's away. The boys are going to talk some rubbish all night. Max, you're here with me. How you doing, buddy? Yes, yeah, it is good to be here. Always nice on a Monday. Like, you know, usually Mondays are days like, oh, people are like, oh, I hate Mondays. Like, I love me, love me some Mondays because we get to, you know, talk a lot of rubbish on camera for about an hour. So. So that is always good fun. And the Combine, you know, there's a lot to talk about for the for the Combine. And we got some other bits and pieces to talk about as well. But it's good. How are you doing, mate? Uh, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, probably a little bit less prepared than you are after looking at the show sheet. You've got a lot to say, which if you're if you're a frequent listener you know that mags always has a lot to say yeah. it's yeah. Uh, he's like he's like donkey out of shrek it's shutting him up's the mission you know yeah <laughs> and in in the morning i'm making waffles paul so that's what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um so before we get into the rewind we're just uh, we're just going to have a little look at we decided that we should add some significant news there's a lot of news going on at the moment in the nfl a lot of a lot of people being released tagged Sign yeah. picked up everything. There's a, there's a lot going on, so I thought we'd just mention a few things. Um, so we'll start with breaking news, as it's only just happened. Uh, Derek yep. Carr signs for the New Orleans Saints. He's got a four-year, hundred and fifty million dollar deal. Man, yeah. what do you make of this big love news? It. Love it. I think first of all, I love that Derek Carr was like. You're not trading me. You're not profiting in any way, shape, or form from from this. It's like I I will just refuse. Like you're going to release me. I'm going to go. I'm going to sign somewhere else. And you think about it as well. It's such a good idea. Like why would Derek Carr ever agree to be traded? First of all, he doesn't know the Raiders anything. And secondly, if he does agree to get traded, he's actively making the team he's going to worse because they're going to have to give up something to get him. So why would he ever agree to be traded in the first place? I hope that the Saints, I don't know if they're scheduled to play the Raiders. Like if we know, like if they're not playing each other for a while, I hope when the schedule comes out that they do play each other. And I hope the Saints absolutely crush the Raiders. If the NFL have any sense, that'll be week one, right? Week one, Saints versus Raiders. Love to see that, right? Yeah, I'm frantically looking through to see if they are playing um, i don't know if they put out the schedule but i know i know no, a they, lot of they, what they put out is they they don't say when they're playing but they do yeah. put out who they're playing and it doesn't look Ooh. like they're playing the raiders which is a bit of a shame but i love yeah. didn't didn't the raiders actually have a conversation with the saints mm. about Derek carr and he and he and he went i think he went there yeah, i don't know if he went to see him or what yeah. but he did something and then said, no, I'm not going there. 
And I love the fact that he must have gone there and said to them, like, I'm coming. I'm coming back. Get your numbers ready. Just wait till they release me because they're not profiting from this because absolutely twats as such, you know? And uh, yeah. And then and then as soon as he could, he's just gone back there and gone, let's have this, you know? Yeah. And he's got a good good set of weapons there as well, right? With you know, Chris Olave there is, you know, he's already a really good player and did so without great quarterback play. And I mean, who knows what's happening with Michael Thomas? I don't know if he'll be at the Saints next year or not. You know, all of a sudden he might miraculously recover. Now he's got somebody good throwing him the ball again. Um, so that could be interesting. Not sure if they're bringing back Jarvis Landry or not. Maybe not after after last year. But he's got he's got a couple of weapons there, you know, for sure at the Saints. Taysom Hill is a weapon, absolutely, with a ball in his hand. So it could be interesting to see what they do with Derek Carr there. Yeah, I also love the fact that he is now the best QB in that division or that easily you know, and 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 he's only just signed there you know what i mean yeah um what do you think happens to uh james winston uh they, they have to trade james right um i i still think james winston is probably good enough for another shot somewhere he's already done the thing where he's gone and, and been a backup um so i'm not sure if he'd want to do that again i there's enough quarterback needy teams that i think Somebody might take a shot on on Jameis Winston and and see if he's got one more run in them there. It might be a toss up between him and Carson Wentz who gets that last shot between them. But I I can only assume that they will end up trading Jameis Winston. There's no point really keeping him around when you have Derek Carr and I don't know if Andy Dalton is still under contract or not. But yeah, I imagine they would rather keep Andy Dalton than than Jameis Winston around. Yeah, I I actually seen on Twitter Jameis Winston to the Panthers, which I was like, eh, okay, eh, I, don't, I don't I don't mind that I don't mind that. But um, couple couple more uh, things to mention. Um, Hannah put on there Leonard Fournette released by Tampa Bay, but I yeah I'm not 100 percent sure whether he has or he hasn't. I must have missed that one. I wouldn't be shocked just the way things are going there. I think yeah. they're they're they're, um, they're probably going to try and build again now. Yeah, a cu- couple of things about the Giants. They uh, released their superstar, Kenny Galladay. Um, Kenny Galladay's evil twin, actually. Yeah, because Kenny Galladay's in the Bahamas, isn't he? Yeah, so I wonder if they're going to reunite in the Bahamas. That'd be quite nice. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, Daniel Jones continues to negotiate with the Giants about his new contract, where I believe he's asking in the range of $45 million. He's not getting that. What is he doing? Um, yeah, you're not getting that, okay? So lo- lower your expectations. Um, um, Daniel Jones is in for a rude awakening if he's not careful here because I think people might very quickly find out that it's actually not much to do with Daniel Jones and a lot to do with the coaching staff there. Um, yeah. Daniel Jones wasn't very good and then all of a sudden a brand new coaching team arrives in and all of a sudden Daniel Jones looks quite good. Uh, yeah, I... I, I would be careful if I was him because the Giants could end up going, all right, we'll move away from you. Or, I don't know, they could tag him, I suppose, but yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of tagging, what a what a great segment that is, you know. Um, the Jags of France, I tagged uh, Evan Ingram. Uh, yeah. I kind of expected that one to come in. And, great move. Uh, the Cowboys of France, I tagged Tony Pollard, which I believe they said they were going to do because at the end of the season, he went down with a an injury like he broke his leg or something, didn't he? And and I yeah, think was that was, I think that's quite nice of them to do because obviously if he was going to hit free agency with a broken yeah. leg, 
you kind of worry. So I, I think that's quite a, a good move by them. Um, they're also try, they're trying to get Zeke Elliott to take a pay cut as well, which, you know, they have been very, very, very generous to Zeke Elliott. There is a chance that he might do that. Um, but I think they want that that number off their books because Zeke Elliott is getting paid an absolute ton. Yeah, he's getting paid a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. And the, la- the last bit of news is uh, Calvin Ridley has officially been reinstated to the... Uh, the NFL, so he can he can play again. Yeah, quids in, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mags. <laughs> oh, mags. But yeah, so let, let's let's get into the combine then, um, and we shall start and chat about the players that have caught our attention for good yeah. or bad reasons on each day. So we'll start with day one. Uh, the D line and the linebackers. Um, yeah, Mags, do you want to go first, or shall I go first on this one? Oh, you, um, you can sit back and relax. I'll talk a little bit, right? Um, okay. First thing I noticed, we're not we're not actually going to talk too much about the linebackers. This linebacker class not not great, uh, but but the D line and the, the edge guys they, they they did quite well. I thought I'm going to start off with a guy who had sort of an historically <laughs> he's actually the sport <laughs> historically good. Uh, combine now. I might butcher this name. I believe the name is pronounced Adabare. Adabare. This guy crushed it. Ran a four four nine forty, which is the fastest fastest of like the you know the defense bit. Not not those kind of the edge rusher guys, but more like the like the ends. And then that was the fastest we've seen from nineteen ninety nine as well. So historically fast at, at his position. He did 27 reps in the bench press, which is really, really solid. He did 37 and a half inch vertical, which was the best in the class. Really solid historic number. Oh, he's also 282 pounds. And he's running a 40 faster than Cooper Cup, CD Lamb, and Tony Pollard did. Get get out of here. You should not be 282 pounds and run faster than Cooper Cup over 40 yards. No. Plus the fact that he had an amazing senior bowl this year too. This guy's on everybody's radar now, whereas before that, I don't think he really was. I think, yeah, he really, really caught my eye just by how ludicrously fast he was. So um, I actually got a crazy stat about him and Mm. he ran um, the same time as the wide receiver Tank Dell. Yeah. And Tank Dell is five foot eight and 160 pounds. Jeez. He and they run the same, breakfast. the same 40 time. And it's just like, big boys shouldn't move that quick, okay? No. They shouldn't. But, no. somehow, but, but somehow they managed to do. Um, what I will say about him is, one, I'm glad that you picked him because... I'm not even going to attempt to say his name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and two, he, I don't know, he, he really, he really stood out. Like, yeah. really stood out. And, you know, so I, I, I'll throw a question to you. Do you think he's a first round? And if he is a first round pick, you know, how high are you saying, or how low in this first round do you think he's going to fall? 
I'm not sure he'll end up. I I don't think he. I don't know how much on people's radar he was before. I, you know, teams have taken flyers on people like that. I'm not sure if he's going to get into the first round. He might if he's if he's you know continues to do well. He might creep into that second round. More than likely, he might still end up being you know in in the third round. But this is a guy that I don't know. Maybe could have even went round seven before this. So he's really smashed his draft capital. If he interviews well, I wouldn't be shocked to see him if he end up in the second round. You can kind of go, okay, all right, got to take a chance in this guy. Um, but no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't see him going in the in the first round. I've not seen any mock drafts around where he is going in the first round just yet. But you know, things can change so often. And you know what? If he did go in the first round, everyone's reaction would be like, "All right, like I see what you're doing here. Like just taking the potential." So I wouldn't be blown away, shocked if he was. But I, I, I don't quite see him uh, climbing up that far. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. And to be honest, I think a lot of these people that do these, uh, like I see a lot of people have done these mock drafts, you know, and stuff like this. And I kind of feel that it's a bit premature doing it before the combine. You, mm. you know what I mean? I think there's people that have stepped up and there's there's a lot that could change now, you know? I, yeah. I, think, I think, like you said, somebody like this is really, he could have jumped up four rounds, maybe yeah. more, you know? So... Be interesting, interesting to see where people start start looking at him. But I go to my guy. I went for yeah. um, the absolute freak of nature, Nolan Smith, yeah. who um, who did a forty yard time at four point three nine, the second fastest time for an edge rusher since two thousand and three. Um, and I don't know if you've seen the clip of just after he did this, where he threw his phone down in anger. What did he do? He threw his phone because he was annoyed at his time. Yeah, yeah, because he knew that he could go quicker, so yeah. he was annoyed that he didn't go as quick as he could. And you're going, that's the second fastest time since 2003, and you're annoyed because you yeah. didn't go quicker. Um, it was actually quicker than uh, CMC, Saquon Barkley, Stefan Diggs, and DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh. Um, yeah. He had a vertical jump of 41. Point five, which was the highest in the class, I believe. Mm. Uh, he had a board jump of uh, ten foot eight, and <laughs> that's so that's so far, by the way, right? I, I don't imagine right? being able to jump ten foot eight standing. <laughs> and they stand, that's it. They're standing still. It's not like it's the long jump, and they they get a massive run up. They're standing still, like you know. At what stage do you like? Feel like you're just never going to come down, like you actually are just start about to take off. <laughs> um, but he is he is now the heaviest player ever to run the 40 under 4.4 and jump higher than 40. Wow, on, on the ball on uh, the vertical jump. Yeah. So I was like, wow, this guy is a freak of nature, you yeah. know what I mean. Um, but then I was looking into his um, – on the NFL, they have the prospect grade and everything like that, don't they? Yes. And they gave they gave him a 6.24 prospect grade. And yep. they're saying he'll be an average starter. <laughs> and I feel like this guy's got other ideas in his mind, just the, the way he's going about things. And, and even just 
the way that he he looked, I was like, yeah, I kind of get the feeling that this guy's maybe going to be a bit better than you. I'm not saying he's going to be uh, mm-hmm. a game changer and you know a first round pick or anything like that, but I think he's going to be somebody that is going to be better than your average starter. Did you think you, so? Did you catch any of uh, Nolan Smith tearing it up? Yeah, well, I, I watched um, sort of all. The, I watched all the forty times, and then sort of the the kind of best of the of the rest from from all of the other um, participants, and then everyone I'm going to talk about. I kind of watched watched all their stuff again, and yeah, he definitely definitely really stood out, especially like you're right, guys like this size. They just seem to be getting bigger and faster, like every single year, and yeah, to be the first guy. To run under four forty and jump higher than forty at what, what weight was he like two ton or whatever these guys wear now right like he's not going to be the last which is scary like there's going to be guys out here soon that are going to make Nolan Smith look slow and and not be able to jump and are going to be heavier than these guys it just get better and better and better so yeah obviously really impressed with him and you know all the other guys that we're we're talking about here yeah um, before we move on to um... Day two is there. Is there any other um, D line or linebackers that you'd you'd like to you'd like to mention? Um, I think yeah. What well, the linebacker class in general? Not that great. Kind of small linebackers, which is a bit odd. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think actually going to make a bold claim. This might be the first time in a very long time. I don't think we see a single linebacker go in the first round this year. Yeah. Drop not, the mic. Yeah, I'm not too impressed. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, they, if there were zero linebackers go in the first round. Love it. Love it. Can't wait. But, um, but yeah, sorry. Sorry, we'll move on to day two, uh, where it's yep, the yep. DB's time. Yeah. Um, I, I'll tell you what, mate. I'll go first now. Sounds um, good. And I'm going for the uh, Penn State uh, DB of Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. And uh, this guy had a prospect grade of 6.43. I know. I know, right? It's great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he did the 40 in 4.46. Um, the vertical jump of 35 and the board jump of 10.9. Yeah. And I have to say, it just, it looked effortless for him. You know, like you watch some people in it, and like, especially like the vertical jump, it looks like they're, they're really, you know, it's it's taking everything. They're focused. It's like they're meditating before they do it and they're just preparing themselves. Yeah. And it just looked like he stepped up and just went, I could do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Should we go and run now? Should we run now, or you know, do, we do the board jump now? And it just, it just looked so easy for him. It looked effortless. Um, yeah. uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching him. Um, and to be honest, I, I enjoyed all the DBs. Um, I thought there was, there was quite a few that that stood out. Um, and I have to give a shout out to um, Ty. I would say his name's Tyreek Jones, but I don't know if that's how you pronounce it properly. Yeah. 
um, who this guy is. <laughs> and he attempted the the flip in the end zone and and landed yeah. on his head. And Man. you know, you, you just you just kind of went, okay, I I get that it was a big moment. It was the end of the day, and but you could have you could have really hurt yourself, okay. So yeah. and and your body is your is your is your money maker. So, but yeah, what a guy! Um, everybody was out there doing flips at the end of those workouts as well. Like everybody, you see all the running backs out doing flips after as well. Like yeah, it was great. They loved it, didn't they? They had, they had a great none time. Of, none of them, none of them landed on their head though. I will say no, that. no, they all they all did it. Just just Tyree Jones that landed on his head. It was yeah. it was nearly my rewind moment. It was nearly my <laughs> rewind moment. Um, spoiler alert: that's coming up later. But but yeah. So uh, what what do you make of this DB class, Mags? Um. Yeah, sort of a mixed bag. I thought with them. I thought the corners looked really good. Like re- there, there's going to be a lot of corners going the first round. Almost the opposite of the linebacker. Safety's less awesome um, than the corners. Uh, just maybe that's because the corners just look so so strong and in general I actually thought the corners even outperformed this wide receiver class as well which I'm sure there's a bit of rivalry there um, so I'm sure they'd be happy to come along with I think a fairly consensus win for them if you're going to compare the two the guy yeah. I thought that was the best corner coming into this is Christian Gonzalez and I still think that he's the best corner coming out of it you kind of mentioned there with Joey Porter just how like smooth he looked. Like Gonzalez is the same, just completely effortless. Like, you know, you've seen, you know, people like running the 40 or whatever, where they're just like, looks like they're going to burst blood vessels. And like, he's just like, chill it. And like, just, yeah, everything's seamless, smooth. Like, he looked like he barely broke a sweat and like also like smashed it at the combine as well. So that's what you kind of like to see. And this is a guy, Gonzalez, he kind of, him on my radar a bit whenever I was making notes for for my dynasty show all about like wide receivers and and running backs and tight ends and only looking at the offensive players Christian Gonzalez even though I was only looking at the, def- the off- offensive players he stood out at Oregon more than other people I was like this guy is amazing like I had to take his name down in my notes I was like just like a little side note to myself just be like this guy's awesome because every game of Oregon that I watched, he was there looking amazing. So I think he's probably going to be the first corner coming off the board. I like him going to the Lions at, where do they have six? Pick six. I think that's a good fit there. Unless something happens with the quarterback roulette, like we talked about last week, where lots of teams move up. You get four quarterbacks going in the first four picks, and then the Lions are there to take, you know, one of these bigger sort of players that are expected, like a Will Anderson or something like that. I think if everything else kind of falls like we're expecting, I would think Gonzalez to the Lions is a nice fit at around about pick six. Still don't think they're, these classers are quite as good as last year, where obviously we had Sauce Gardner and, and Stingley as well. I think Stingley and Gardner are still a little bit better than these guys, but they're up there. Sauce is... is. Boss. boss, that guy. No, no matter so, what, Sauce is boss. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how uh, how these uh, corners play out. To be honest, um, yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll get into uh, into the day three then, where we had the QBs, the wide receivers, and the tight ends. Yeah. 
Mags, let's uh, let's let you go first this time. All right. What, what are you saying? Oh man, the uh, tight end, big old Darnell Washington. <laughs> this guy, he's like six foot a million, and just he's hang what it's like six foot seven, six foot eight, and he moved really, really well. He ran faster than you know a guy, Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer, you know, not great. He kind of caught my eye for being, you know, he's meant to be this guy that can kind of do everything well, and he kind of did nothing that well, which is a bit odd for Michael Mayer. You know, Washington ran faster than him, which I don't think anyone really seen coming. He he did that in the in the twenty yard shuttle. He ran a four oh eight, which actually wasn't too much slower than Jackson Smith and Jigba did. So Washington a lot a lot faster than I thought. And when he was like catching the ball in those drills as well, he looked really smooth with the ball in his hands too. But this guy's going to be on the field, which is hugely important because he is a monster. He's a really, really, really good blocker. So he's going to be on the field for whatever team that he joins. And, you know, a lot of people try and compare him to like a Mercedes Lewis because he's that massive. I think he's a better pass catcher than Mercedes Lewis, I would say. He's definitely faster than Mercedes Lewis. So he's definitely going to go. He might even sneak into the first round, depending on which teams are thinking what, because he is like almost like having an extra offensive lineman out there. And you could just see a team like, again, maybe the Lions just going, hey, we already have an awesome offensive line. Let's just add this freak in here. And then it's undisputed, locked, best offensive line, you know, with him there too. Yeah, I think there'll be a team that falls in love with him and could end up taking him in the first round. He will not fall out of the second. No chance. So we're... If you're going to say the Lions, would you not say then the start of the second? Maybe. I, if he falls that far, like, if I could, yeah. Can you, I think, can you, uh, honestly, you could see this this tight end creeping into the first round. Washington, yeah, absolutely. I think you could have a situation where three tight ends go in the first round this year. It could be Michael Mayer, could be Dalton Kincaid, and could be Darnell Washington. That there is a small chance that happens. It wouldn't be too crazy to see, I don't think. Also, also, they do the drill where they push the sled, right? So you have Michael Mayer and all the other tight ends who pushed it, push it about three, four yards, maybe. I swear have you seen this clip? No, I haven't seen this. Right. Clip. Right. If anyone listening also has not seen this, go just type in to Twitter or Google or whatever. Darnell Washington sled drill. And it shows you everyone else pushing it and they move it like three or four yards. I swear Washington looks like he could have pushed it in for a touchdown. Like he just kept moving it and moving it and moving it so effortlessly. It's actually hilarious. Go find it if you've not seen it. It is brilliant. I'm, I'm literally, I was going to mute you then and go watch it, but I thought, nah, I'll, I'll wait till after the show and go and watch it. Um, yeah, we'll watch it. Because I want to talk about. Um, Somebody and and this is probably one of the biggest talking points out of this combine. He's, yeah. you know, I know you you're going to mention him a bit later on as well. But this this guy is probably the one that is on everyone's mind and everyone wants to talk about, and that is uh, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Oh, whew, did I fall in love? 
I fell in love with Anthony Richardson. He had uh, 4.43 40-yard. He had the highest vertical jump for a QB ever at 40.5. He had the longest board jump by a QB ever, which was 10.9. And um, uh, a wise man mentioned at some point that he um, is like a more athletic version of Cam Newton. Wow, very wise. And and I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal that. But um, he is just... He's like come from nowhere, and and he's like one of the biggest talking points. So, I've got a few little um, uh, stats to compare him here. Okay, okay. His he is six foot four, which means he's taller than George Kittle. He weighs. I've, I've seen this. This is awesome. Two hundred and forty-four pounds, which means he's heavier than Hassan Reddick. <laughs> he has a hand of ten and a half inches, which are bigger yep. than DeAndre Hopkins. His yeah. vertical jump of 4.5 was higher than Devontae Adams. <laughs> and he had a board jump of 10.9, which is longer than Odell Beckham. Yeah. And I kind of feel that somebody took all of these things and put them in a in a, in a pot and stirred yeah. it up. And this is what this is what you've got. Okay. Now now don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not sitting here and trying to convince you that he is now the best QB in this class and you know um listen the Bears have decided they're not trading the number one pick now, haven't they? Mm. Um and I'm not I'm not trying to say that he's better than Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, but he's definitely definitely gone I'm a I'm a real real contender here and yes. I'm I'm somebody that is um, at the right, at the right, what's the word? At the right facility and the right team, he could be, yeah, he could be something really special. And I'm, and I'm, I'm quite excited to to see where where he lands. And I'm genuinely, he's my guy this year. Flag planted. He's he's my guy for fantasy. He's my guy this year. And so his his main issue is obviously he said like he's got you know the height of George Kittle and the weight of his hand Reddick and the vert of the uh, Devonte Adams and the broad jump of Odell Beckham. He also at times has shown that he's got the arm of Paul Pickett, so that could be a real issue for him. Plant two flags in him. Have <laughs> you seen these arms? Have you seen them? Have you seen this throw the ball? Have you seen this throw the ball? It's like a spiral, mate. A spiral of perfection as it goes about three, four yards before it wobbles and hits the floor. <laughs> yeah. That was your was that your Welsh quarterback name? Was it Spiral the Dragon, right? Oh yes. That that was me. That was yeah. me. Um but yeah, he, he, you know what I mean? I'm like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna stand here and say Oh, he's better than Bryce Young or CJ Stroud because they're elite, unreal talents, both of them. You know, he's got and... more upside than both of them. That, like, yeah, his upside, I... his upside is Josh Allen. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. but it's getting there. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. But he's he's definitely somebody, and like I said, he's he's probably the biggest talking point coming out of this combine. He's probably the he he's going to be 
and I, I don't want I don't want it to be this way, but I kind of feel he's going to get the hype that Malik Willis got, you know, yeah. and and I and I want him. I, I don't want him to have the same fate that Malik Willis had, but I feel like he's the one coming out of this with that kind of hype, you know. Yeah. Everyone's talking him up, and they'll oh, we'll all see it, mate. We'll all see mock drafts where they're like, "Oh, so and so's traded into the one hundred and one, and they've gone and taken Anthony Richardson with the one hundred and one, and everything like this." We'll we'll see it all now, and I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that, but I am going to say he's he's definitely the the third best QB in my opinion now. It, it's going to be interesting. It's a bit like whenever we had uh, Fields and Lance and Mac Jones at the time, and nobody knew who San Francisco were going to pick. We knew that San Francisco had traded up. They were going to take one of those guys, but we didn't know who. It's kind of like that, where it's going to be Bryce Young, it's going to be CJ Stroud, or, you know, Anthony Richardson has just entered the chat. Will Levis feed it a little bit maybe here? he He looked okay. Yeah, but that hype from Anthony Richardson's taking the shine off Will Levis a little bit here. I think he's oh, yes. he's yeah. looking as your fourth your fourth choice yeah. at the moment. But you know, Will Levis is a guy that teams will fall in love with as well. I, I, four guys there. I would be most surprised if Levis went first out of the four between the other three. I don't know who's gonna go first. If Anthony Richardson doesn't go first, I also wouldn't be surprised if he goes last out of those guys. Like, yeah. It's so hard to tell with him. It's fascinating, really, really interesting prospect. Yeah, I'm ju- so I'm just I'm just looking now. Mm-hmm. So you've got you've got the Bears at one. I don't yeah. think they'll take a QB. You've got Texans at two. They will or one hundred percent. They'll take a QB. You've got the Cardinals at three. They won't take a QB. You probably you should top... trade out of that. If not, they you'll should. take Will Anderson. They, they should, but they they won't. Yeah, I know what they're like. The because that's what I want them to do. So they'll do the complete opposite. Um, well, if you don't, you'll get Will Anderson, who I guarantee you will fall in love with. Yeah. So, um, so the Texans are going QB. The Colts are going QB. So, yeah. do you think Seattle Seahawks go QB? No. Okay, so the Detroit Lions. If Anthony Richardson is still there, they will take him. Oh, I I now, at this moment, Mags, bear witness to this. Yeah. Anthony Richardson <laughs> goes to the Detroit Lions. Yeah. On the first show in September, yeah. I will be sat here in a Richardson Lions jersey. Nah. Okay? <laughs> I'm telling you now. I am telling you now. I am doing it, okay? Love it. Um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't be shocked. I think Jared Goff, as well as he's done, he's probably a bridge quarterback. And you put Anthony Richardson behind that offensive line. We've seen what Jalen Hurts can do with a really, really good offensive line. You guys scheming runs for that monster, like with that offensive line, giving him time to pass the ball, something he needs to improve at, giving him people like Amon Ross St. Brown, who's always open, and he can bomb it up the field as well. You got Jamison Williams. That'll be a match made in heaven, I think, him going to the Lions. Although, so far, I've said like three, four people are going to the Lions. So, 
Yeah, yeah. Can't all, uh, you, you, can't you, all work. Yeah, you've, li- you've literally... Uh, I think every day you've picked a player yeah. that will fit in yeah. really well at the Lions. I love Tight Lions, end. Like, you, one yeah. of the the corner, the tight end. Yeah. And now Anthony Richardson. Richardson. So I let's think, find yeah. out... So, so I'll tell you what, let's move on to find out uh, what what running back the Lions are going to draft this year, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, B. Sean Robinson, go to the Lions, look at that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> With the sixth pick in the NFL draft, the Detroit oh, Lions take much. everyone. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but go on, Mags, you could, you could, you could start us off here. Um, let's talk about running backs and O linemen, offensive linemen. Uh, I mean, the O linemen. I don't have too much to say about. I mean, a guy we kind of mentioned a few weeks ago as as someone that the the, the Steelers should go out and get, or I can't remember who else it was that had an O line that was terrible. Uh, Peter, I didn't pronounce that name. Skoronsky. It looks really, really, really good. Um, but he he might get moved positions. Kind of people t- kind of confer- compared him a little bit to, to Quentin Nelson, I think. Um, so I think he might get moved over to to guard um, rather than tackle. But he looked he looked you know as good as people expected him to. In terms of running backs, this running back class really, really, really cool. Like they come out and they and they produced really well. Bijan Robinson was just a real delight to watch really if i could say or anything else like just the guy's smooth like butter just it's 40 time i was maybe a wee little bit slower than i thought right but still nothing to sniff at he just looked awesome though see when it was going out catching the ball running those drills where he had to run like through the cones and they had to tell him which way to go at the end like loved it loved it devon and chain come out and absolutely smoked the, the 40 time. He was a bit disappointed that he didn't run in the four twos, which I mean, yeah, you're disappointed like you're running low four threes, like you're you're yeah, you're doing all right there. Devon Chin though, he's more of a of a long speed guy, I think, from what from what I've seen as well. He's obviously rapid off the line as well, but once he gets going, that's when you're really <clears throat> that's whenever you're really seeing the, the advantages of him. Another guy I thought looked really good, Taj Spears. All these guys look good. Every one of these apart from Zach Evans, Zach Evans look not great, but I don't think Zach Evans is great anyway. So I was kind of looking for that. I think a bit of biasing to try and try and look at it from fresh eyes. But yeah, I thought all these running backs are really good. But obviously, Matt Bijan Robertson, what guy? Just yeah, can't wait to see where he goes. Yeah, so um, I I will start by mentioning a couple of um, offensive linemen. Uh, the first one I will mention is. Uh, Andrew Voorhees, is that how you pronounce his name? Like um, the, he, the guy with the mask, like Voorhees, Jason's brother, right? There's a Jason Voorhees, the guy with the big mask, right? I don't know if you lost me here. Jason Voorhees, the guy with the hockey mask and the big, the Halloween guy. Oh man, I don't watch horror movies. Ah. Oh. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Sorry, mate. It's all about kittens and rainbows in this house. <laughs> crack on, crack on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Andrew uh, Voorhees, uh, he was uh, a top 100 prospect in the 2023 NFL draft, and he is feared to have suffered a torn ACL during the drills at the Combine. Yeah, I've seen now, that. Uh, I just, you know, we're not... 
we're talking about people that have done so well and stuff, you know, and that's just heartbreak for me. I just feel like, you know, that's all of a sudden he's just dropped probably not to the undrafted yeah. territory. You know, he may get picked up at some point off, off free agency, but I just feel for the guy he's gone there to show what he can do and ended up tearing his ACL, you know? And as we know, that ACL injury is a, is a nasty one, you know? Yeah. Um, I also want to give a big uh, shout out to the big O lineman uh, Blake Freeland. Did you did you see? Um, Not ringing a bell. He was the the big six foot seven monster um, that had the the highest jump, didn't he? The highest vertical jump. Okay. I've lo- I've lost the stat now because I was just oh man, no so drivers. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the guy I want to talk about is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong with his name, is Jackson Smith and Gig and Jigba. Jackson Smith and Jigba, yes. Um, what this, do, do you know what? I was, I was looking for, so we, we both play a lot of fantasy, and I was looking mm. for. Uh, players like you know, you want you want a my guy, don't you? You you always want a my guy, yeah. and you know Anthony Richardson is is my guy. But I always look for one in each category. Yeah, and I don't want I don't want to sit there. It's so easy for us all to sit there and go, Bijan, Bijan. So what? It doesn't I, really count, right? You, you know what I mean. We we can all sit there and go, oh. Who's 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 your guy in fantasy? Oh, Josh Allen. Oh, Justin <laughs> Jefferson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tim McCaffrey. Oh, Travis Kelsey. Oh, great. So you just pick, you know, cool. the best player. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I was I always look for somebody that I can I can be like, oh, I, you know, I, I've got a lot of time, a lot of time got for them enjoying it. And Kyle Phillips, that's who, right, Paul? Kyle Phillips. Yeah, <laughs> that still, was your guy. I still, I still believe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is this is the guy that the the running back that I fell in love with, um, Jackson Smith or JSN for short. We'll call yes. him JSN. Wide, wide receiver, not running back. Paul, you were wide receiver. He's a wide receiver, not running back. No, he's a running back. No, no, no. Wide receiver. What running back am I thinking of then? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> This is like on Sky Sports News, whatever. Jeff. It's like Chris Chris McCarr. Chris, it? It's like Chris I don't know, Jeff. Yeah, what Chris Kamara's missed the guy getting set off. He's like, am he's I wide receiver. The, I'm looking at the wrong bit on my show sheet. Yeah, I've put it in the wrong yeah, bit on my show sheet. That was going to be above there. I'm thinking well, of Jamar Gibson. Jameer Gibson. Yes, that'll be Jameer, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. I've I've yeah. I've literally put it on the wrong bit. That was meant to be underneath Anthony Richardson. Gotcha. Yeah, I see what you've done. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs. Gotta love Jameer Gibbs as well. Um, I've heard a couple of people now, uh, including uh, Garrett Price uh, over at the dining set, compare him to Jamal Charles, which just, you know, revs my engine, Paul. Can't lie. Like, Jamal Charles, Kansas City Chiefs legend. Oh, Anyone yeah. coming out and be, being compared to him, absolutely amazing. The only thing that I don't like is that in almost every mock draft you read, he's mocked to the Philadelphia Eagles, which devastates me because they're picking right before the Chiefs. So there would have been a chance that he goes to the Chiefs, but 
if he's still learning the board, it looks like the Eagles might take him, which would be devastating. I, I think the Chiefs may have learned their lesson from first round running backs after Clyde Edwards alert, though. So it doesn't look likely he'll end up there, sadly, no matter how yeah, many we, Jamal Charles comparisons. This this is a Clyde Edwards Hilaire free show. <laughs> so we're 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 not gonna talk about him because he was definitely um my guy. So don't don't compare him to that. <laughs> um but yeah, so he had a he had a four point three six um forty, which to me is a very, very good time. I really That's enjoyed right, that. Yeah. Um I thought that was very quick. Uh he had a vertical jump at three three um five which again I'm I was very happy with and all in all he just looked he, he looked like somebody that is uh, is gonna be a, a cardinal if I'm honest. God, <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that to him. I wouldn't do that to him. Um but yeah so uh, we'll have a we'll we'll have a little move on to um what looks like an uh, an, an essay from you here yes. as uh, risers and fallers. And Absolutely. To be honest, I think you're going to cover this for all of us, but I, what I will mention is I asked Hannah for her risers and fallers and um, players that have risen for her are Darnell Washington. Um, Big O, we Jimmy, talked about him. Absolutely. Jameer Gibbs, we spoke about yep. him. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, the great, running back. Great, great running back. <laughs> the, the running back, you know. <laughs> and uh, the guy that you started with, um, Abby Bowie, Bowari, okay. I don't know, do. something like that. And uh, people that she thought were fallers, which I believe you're going to go into detail about now, is Kayshawn yeah. Booty. Yes, um, absolutely. All the safeties. Yeah, we talked about and, that, right? Uh, Jordan Addison, yeah, which was, eh. which was a, a bit of a bit of a bit of a surprise one to me. But Hannah's obviously got her reasons. So Mags, yeah, the floor is yours. Yeah, I think Addison will be fine. He did run a bit slower. He did perform a little bit less than, than you would expect. But I mean, the guy just gets gets so open on tape that it doesn't really matter how fast he runs. It's how how open he gets. So I think that'll that'll still transfer over quite well. And yeah, I think Addison should should be okay, hopefully. The riser for me, yeah, we, we talked about him earlier, right? Anthony Richardson, he, he had such a good performance, we kind of have to talk about him twice. Like, yeah, we talked about before, like Cam Newton kind of vibes, right? He's just that big, strong bully, right? He's just able to run over people. And people are not gonna want to see Anthony Richardson running at him, right? Like they're they're really not. In fact, he's risen so much that the sort of Vegas odds for him to go first overall before the combine were 100 to 1. Two hours after the combine, it was 12 to 1. As it sits today, he's 6 to 1. Second favorite to go number one overall. So he's went from 100 to 1 long shot to the second favorite in 24 hours, which is mental. So it has to be the biggest riser. And again, we talked about earlier, I wouldn't be shocked if he does go you know, number one overall, because teams are going to fall in love with, you know, that potential there. But then I also wouldn't be shocked if we talked about it, if he does a complete Malik Willis and, you know, drops out of the first round altogether because people just don't like his arm. What's up, Paul? Uh, he's now three to one. He's now three to one. Yeah. On, on Sky Bet, Bryce Young is one to two and Anthony Richardson is three to one. 
Like, yeah. With C- CJ Stroud at nine to two. So that, he's more wow. favored over CJ Stroud. That is crazy. Like CJ Stroud, we didn't talk about CJ. CJ Stroud, like made Anthony Richardson, like look really quite bad as a thrower. I thought it's not like next to each other. Like Richardson's big thing is he could bomb it down the field and, with Stroud's last throw, he made sure he threw it just as far as Richardson did. I think he did that on purpose. I think Richardson did take a little bit off his throws, which probably helped him. But Stroud, I mean, there was no comparison there with the with the throwing ability of of Richardson and Stroud. But yeah, the guy is still the biggest riser, undoubtedly, and and the biggest faller. Um, I don't want to say special mention. Um, I want uh, what's the opposite of special? I don't know. A negative mention, Jalen Carter. So Jalen Carter didn't make the combine. Because he turned himself into the police the day before the combine for reckless driving. Um, he, at least according to CBS Sports, has said to have turned himself in because he is admitted to reckless driving, including drag racing. Now, this is an event that took place. He was racing against other teammates and even staff members at Georgia. Not the car he was driving, but the car he was racing crashed and, and killed two people in that crash. Now, originally, Jalen Carter said that he was more than a mile away from this car, not really anything to do with it. He's now admitted, no, actually, I was racing against this car. I was right beside this car. Um, So he has to get that kind of mention. The sad thing is he's probably not going to fall that much. He's probably still going to be a top 10 pick. He was probably locked in to be top five before. He's still probably going to be top 10, top eight anyway, despite you know, admitting to, you know, being dishonest with the police and being directly involved with an incident that caused the death of of two, you know, teammates or colleagues, he's still not going to fall that far, which is, you know, a bit of a damning indication on the NFL, but we kind of spoke about that all season, right, what the NFL cares about. And, you know, they don't seem to care if the players in the field are bad people or the people in the boardrooms are bad people. They just care about, can you make us money? Can you play football? And that's about it. So, I don't think he will fall that much, sadly, but someone who will is Keyshawn Boutet because that guy sucks. <laughs> like, he was awful, historically bad combine. Plus, the fact that there were so many red flags before that. I mean, having alleged sex parties over at LSU. <laughs> like, this Why is guy guy Floyd? A... Raise him up. Yeah, he's he's number one point. pick. Raise yeah. <laughs> like, and then he had this kind of meh season last year, plus the fact that he played 11 games in his first season, then only six in a second before he got this horrendous injury. And since then, he's played more bad games than he ever played good games. Like, I just don't see how the last season of poor production and then running a 4-5 in the 40, and then, by the way, he won the first 10 yard split of that was a 1.58, the fifth worst in the whole class, and only three hundredths of a second faster than a boy, Abadawar, or whatever we're pronouncing, was Adabare. Yeah, the massive, a massive 283 pound guy. And Keyshawn Butte was three hundredths of a second quicker than him off the line. How are you meant to release off the line? the same speed as a 300 pound man and be expected to get drafted like in the first round. Cause he came out and he said, I should be a first round pick. Absolutely not. 
Not to mention he was dead last in the vertical jump. Yeah. Jump 29 inches. If your vertical jump score starts with a two and you're a wide receiver, you suck. Like, I can't think of any wide receiver that has got a worse vertical jump than that. It's horrendously, horrendously bad. Then he had like a nine foot ten broad jump. That was the second worst in the class. He showed nothing but average play and now nothing but below average athleticism to combine with that. He's had a handful of good games over two over two years ago now. So he was meant to go in the first round. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes third round or worse now because there's too many red flags. And he's kind of just proven that this is this is not the same guy that we seen two years ago at LSU. This is maybe some guy chilling out with Kenny Galladay's evil twin, right? This is maybe the same situation. <laughs> like we could have Keyshawn Butte's evil twin and he's chilling in the Bahamas with Kenny Galladay because this guy was absolutely terrible. So he doesn't deserve to be drafted in the first two rounds as far as I'm concerned. I I 100% agree with you. I uh, I literally, literally couldn't have put it any better myself. Thank you. So, uh, Plus he's got do... a silly name, right? Come on, Boutte, what are we doing here? <laughs> he, was, he was always going to be the butt of all jokes, wasn't he? Hey, look at that. Wow. Oh, it's good when it comes that easy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we're going we're, we're gonna to go on to our... Uh, hit rewind moment so uh, yeah a moment in the the combine that that stood out to us um and i'll let you go first mags because uh, mine's quite a long one to be honest oh so right after after you watch uh big old darnell washington pushing the sled go watch his one-handed catch the best catch of the entire combine you know he's running off peels off to the side ball's kind of overthrown he makes it look like the quarterback is throwing, you know, one of those like little, look, I've got one here. Look like that, you know, little like kid size ball that you put on a display. Maybe he makes the ball look that size, like in his hand. It looks like for me, the guy just plucks it out of the air. Like it's nothing gets both feet in as well. The most spectacular catch. Does he not get both in? He definitely gets close. He's still a college player. So he's in. It's not a catch. I, I I was waiting for you to bring this up. I was wait, I was going to mention it earlier, and you waited to the rewind moment. I waited to bring it up, and I sat here ah, thinking, ah. I can't wait for you to bring it up because in an NFL game that would have been. Sorry, mate. No good. Until he's drafted, that counts as a catch, right? He's still a coach, but no, so we'll no, it's not a catch. Tonight. Oh, it's but, all fancy. We can all do this fancy stuff when it's off the pitch. Oh, it was so cool. Look, go look it up. It was weird. You've seen it. It was, it was oh. an awesome catch. You made it. You yeah. made it look. Um, and how small did the really ball good. look in his hat? Yeah, that oh, was amazing. Just, it was insane. like like Chandler and friends. He made things like like to pretend he was a giant. Only he is an actual giant. Yeah, he is an actual giant. Um, so my mine's a bit a bit weird. It's um, it's rich. Eisen, is that his Rich Eisen, name? yeah. Yeah, so he did this thing, um, and this was more on so- social media than than anything. Like That's where I've seen it. Uh, they did this thing where they made him run the 40-yard dash. Did you see he this? Does it every, yeah, he does it every year. 
yeah, and and this this was this was my highlight moment of of the whole thing. Um, if if I know you you've got to watch um, Washington with his sled and then and yeah. then catch his ball, but go 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 watch this because they they actually do it where they put him against. Uh, Will Anderson Jr. and they give him like a five sec five yard head start or something like that. Yeah, and then and then they do another one where he goes up against um, DJ Turner, who had the fastest one, wasn't it? Yeah, and they gave him like an eight yard head start. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, only, <laughs> he's, near enough, he's near enough halfway down the down yeah. the down the track. <laughs> and then and then I was like, oh, okay, who who else are they going to go against? And then. Um, Come on, I just get a load now. So they did one against Max Duggan and um they gave him five yards again. And then they got to the point where they actually just got the NFL network crew. <laughs> and and they even they even they were beating him, okay? So the uh, NFL crew were beating him. And then they did one where they got the cameraman who was wearing a cape. Um <laughs> He did. He did one, and that was a dead heat. And then they got um, the uh, what was he? He was the graphics guy, and yes. the only reason the Ridge Eisen beat him was because he he fell. So I think I think this is the first time Rich Eisen ever beat anyone in the forty as well, right? Because he fell over. I guess the yeah, first he, time he's he, ever won. It was it was it was amazing, and and you know. Wow. There was there was many highlights of of um, Tyreek Jones doing landing on his head and yeah. uh, so many superb catches, but this this brings a ha- a good feeling to it all. You know, it's you know, oh look, this is how quick he is. In comparison, here's Rich Eisen running, and we're going to yeah. give him ten yards before he even starts, and he's still going to finish before me. You know, it's it's yeah. a four second. It's a four second run, like you know what I mean, and and you gave him a ten yard head start. It's it, it's insane, yeah. but um, but yeah. Apart from that, did you enjoy all the combine? Did you loved it as always? Love digging into it. it it's yeah. It's always just it's always just good fun, right? Just to see who's who's really you know all they're cracked up to be, and and who's Keyshawn Butte, right? It, yeah, it's it's the start for me. It's the start of of the build up for. All the free agency, the draft. There's people that they've yeah. looked at. There's people that they've gone, oh, I'm keen on him. Like yeah. he may not have done much, and they've gone, oh, maybe we could look elsewhere. Maybe there's changing of plans, strategies, things like that. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's it's all the start, but um, but with that, that that brings us to the end of um, the show. Thank you for tuning in, and. Uh, be sure to subscribe and follow us on Twitter at Wildcard Rewind. Head over to our YouTube channel, search for the Fantasy Wildcard Podcast Network, and make sure you give us a like and a subscribe. Uh, next week, we will be rewinding the 2022 season again, going back to what we were doing before yeah. uh, the Combine, where we are heading to the NFC West. Ooh. You won't want to miss it. <laughs> Hey